Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving higher. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire. And it is another one of those great moments. One of my favorite parts of the month when Paige comes on and talks about what's going on. And John said he was just going to mute the whole time and you were just going to, you were going to carry the whole podcast. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's the plan. John's <laughs> going to do the giveaway and I'm going to do all the, all the talking. <laughs> that's right. right on. So how you been Paige? I'm doing good Casey and you. I can't complain anything. How, how things, uh, how things up in your neck of the woods right now? Yeah, they're doing good. Home base in Des Moines. Um, they're busy. Uh, equipment starting to get out in the field. I know up Northeast Iowa, my family's starting to get mm-hmm. all their equipment ready to go. The combines are getting in the field and um, yep. I just, I love this time of the year up there. So yep. yeah, it's that, that time of the year. Yep. Everybody's doing two things, running around with their hair on fire and hurry up and waiting. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time for sure. It's a beautiful thing really. Yeah. Yep. John, how you doing, man? Doing great, Casey. Good man. How you uh how you doing down there in the uh in the fall weather of Louisiana right now? Well, I tell you what, this morning it was 50 degrees. Couldn't ask for it to be it, it could as far as I'm concerned, it could be 50 degrees every morning. I'd be great with that. <laughs> yeah, 50 degrees. That fall weather, I tell you what's one of my favorite things. Uh this is my favorite season because you kind of get the uh reprieve of the uh, summer heat and you are just just waiting for that first chill of winter to come through. So it's a uh, it's a cool time. Plus, football season starts, so can't be. That's right. Well, us us fluffy boys, we we tend not to like that hot weather. I don't like to sweat that much, so yeah, I welcome that cool air. Yeah, I like that. You cool live in the wrong state, then, John. <laughs> 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 yeah, John, what's uh what's happening in your neck of the woods, man? I know there's there's a lot of stuff being delivered right now. You see a lot of things coming in, a lot of stuff that are coming in that are backed up, and some stuff coming in that not the right packages of wheels and tires and other assorted things there. So what are some of your travels? What are some of the stuff you're hearing right now? Well, supply chain is definitely an issue, even with equipment. Um, I was up in Oklahoma this week and 
talking with one of the case dealerships and asked him what his windfalls were. And he said he can't get implements right now because they don't have tires and wheels to put on them at the manufacturing level. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, supply chain woes. Uh, there are some, some combines that, you know, a lot of guys were hoping to already have delivered because corn and, and bean season is pretty much over with. And the combines that these guys had bought, some of them still haven't been delivered because, you know, they're miss, either missing components or tires and wheels. And, you know, that is something we were able to help them with if they're willing to go to a different brand of tire or such. But, you know, some of these guys, maybe maybe the combine has, has front tires and wheels, but don't have the matching rears. Well, they don't want to mismatch them. So... That's just something we really can't help them with right now. But again, it, it's just part of the part of the supply chain woes that that everyone's having to deal with. Yep, yep. So harvest, you know, fall harvest. For you guys is, is probably the tail end of fall harvest. Fall harvest right now. And yeah, harvest begins in uh, around the first of June, depending on how early some of that corn uh, got planted. Mm -hmm. And it's been a it's we we've really had some issues this year. Every, you know, a lot of these guys were kind of late getting crop in the ground because we were so wet. Then it got really, really hot, dry. The, the early corn that was being cut, you know, they were expecting some, some decreases in yield simply because the plant was severely stressed this year with the heat. I mean, when you have 100 plus degree days and uh, at night it never really gets below 80 degrees, it really stresses the plant. Mm -hmm. So they were expecting some some uh, some decreases in yield, but a lot of the corn was getting cut. We were extremely dry, and then one week it started raining. And in that week, we got anywhere between you know different places here in North Louisiana, depending where they were, got anywhere between twelve inches of rain and twenty six inches of rain. Holy crap! One week. That's a fair amount. So, that created these guys, it created a, a situation where a lot of the, most of the guys couldn't get in the field. So they, which most of the corn had been cut, but it really affected the beans. Mm -hmm. A lot of beans just sat rotted in the field uh, or sprouted in the field. A lot of cotton went underwater and it killed the cotton. So what they thought was going to be an okay year really, really turned out awful to be, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what? That's farming. That's right. That's exactly right. When you were uh, in those situations, how were you? We had a lot of response for some big float tires, or or you know, bigger duels or stuff like that. Like, what what were guys looking for during that period? Well, we did. You know, whenever it starts getting wet, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of these guys they'll wait till the last minute. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll wait for it to get really wet, which, you know, nobody wants to spend money unless they have to. I know I wouldn't. Sure. But, um, no, we do have flotation setups for, for combines, regardless of, of, of the color of paint they, they have. You know, we have the uh, 1250, 5032. Uh, Firestone makes a front float and Alliance makes a front float. And we have the rear floats. The 664325 Firestone or the 105025 Alliance Radial. They're pretty much both the same dimensions, but you know, the Firestone, 
tire has been the king of the flotation tires for a very long time. They have the best, you know, name recognition. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been a proven tire. So that's generally what everyone wants. So anyone who is still in, in harvesting and maybe hitting some wet conditions, you know, a lot of these combines are able to go. But the main issue is to be able to go without tearing the field all to pieces. And mm-hmm. a lot of people really don't realize what kind of expense goes into repairing a field that's been rutted up. Yep. Uh, if they sit, look at that expense between their time and their money, their fuel, wear and tear on their machines, they could have easily bought a set of rear floats to to uh, oh, yeah. to keep all that from happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yeah, that is. People don't think about that. What what it takes to bring a field back? Because I've seen some fields that have just have been just rutted all up, and the amount of time and effort it takes to bring that back to where you can go back in and plant it, and the, I mean just the amount of time and field work and this, that, and the other thing. And about time he looks good, he go back over it again and it's, they're still there and it's just like, they never go away. So yeah, it's a, it is a big thing to watch that, especially I see that in spring um, where, where some fields get rutted in a little bit during, during spring when it might be a little too wet to be out there, but they still have to go spray. So it's a, it is a, uh, what do they call it? Double-edged sword there kind of cuts both ways there a little bit. Yeah, several guys that I've talked to that have been in those situations say that it it takes anywhere between three to five years to get a field back right. Yep. Because if you're cutting a rut down, you know, a foot, foot and a half, it takes a lot of passes with a disc, mm-hmm. you know, just to level things up. But a lot of a lot of people think, well, I filled the rut in, so we're good. Well, what people don't realize is it takes quite a while after being rained on that soil will compact mm-hmm. and there's still a rut there. No. <laughs> so it has to be gone over again and again yep. and again. And it, it takes a while to get it back right. Yep. Yep. There's been a uh, few feet popping up here and there on, on the, uh, on social media and stuff. Looks like sugarcane harvest is getting underway. It's about that time of the year. Um, when you're looking at specialty crops like that and, and the things that go into play with all, all that, my good friend Matt Hassel over there in uh, in Mississippi talks about, you know, sweet potato harvest and those kind of things and playing that. When you're working with guys like that on some real specialized machinery like that, what are some of the f- things you take into consideration when you're talking to them? Well, the main thing in sugarcane harvesting, well, it really depends on where the sugarcane is located. In southern Louisiana, they they re- they really do have a heavy gumbo style ground down there a lot of clay it's really really sticky uh some of it just doesn't seem to have a bottom to it which you know there's a lot of rice that's going down there as well and southern louisiana they demand the rice and cane style tires down there Mm -hmm. yes it's it that has been the go-to tire for a very long time as far as anything specialized it's really it's really about a specific row spacing, you know, those bed, the beds of cane are so wide, you know, it's, uh, they don't, they don't work on conventional rows like row crop guys do, mm-hmm. but there in South Louisiana, they just, they demand the R2 tires, the rice and canes have the really heavy lugs because I mean, if they're coming up on, on cutting cane and it's, you know, right during a rain or right after a, a hurricane, that ground could be really nasty. So they have to have a tire to pull those cane carts 
right. be able to get those carts through the field. Yep. I mean, they're already working on a, uh, on a, a, I guess a furrow where their tires run. It's already about a foot deep. Mm-hmm. So if you throw water and, and get the ground really mucky, you know, you, you've got a lot of ground clearance that you have to have because they do run the higher clearance tractors down right. in that part of the world as well. As far as came like whenever you moved to South Florida, you know, that entire area between West Palm Beach and pretty much on the East Coast and over to the Gulf of Fort Myers, most of that area down there is, uh, is sugarcane as well. Soil type is a little bit different. It's, it's black soil as well. But they just don't have that. It's more of a soupy style ground down there. So mm-hmm. they really don't have to have the R2 tire down there in, in that part of the world. They can get by with the R1W down there. So as far as anything specific or special in the in the cane industry there in southern Florida, just conventional tires work for them. Yeah. So now you, I know you guys um, dabble in the track market and, and what that looks like. How many of these machines do you see in those areas that are that are tractor wise that are kind of going off into more of a, a track setup in some of these more sticky areas than in other areas? Well, the 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 case row track tractor is getting fairly popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, New Holland makes one as well. Yep. I guess the one that is really standing out the most this year for the past two years is the the John Deere 8RX. Okay. Those have been really popular here in Northeast Louisiana. Um, The issue that I've been seeing with those machines, most of the guys want that machine to go on 30 inch rows. So they have 18 inch belts on them to get down the rows. Well, there's only one downfall to running that machine in this part of the world. They do a lot of roading, mm-hmm. and you know tracks really weren't designed to run no. up and down the highway. They really, and then when you take a, a small belt on a on a large machine and you run it up and down the highway at twenty three miles per hour, you develop a lot of heat. Yeah, in that belt and in that eighteen inch track or belt, it's just not large enough to dissipate the heat. So they've had a lot of issues with those with those um, track machines this year. Yeah, and then of course, you know, uh, case combines. They're ordering them with with track systems on them now. Yep. Deer, deer as well. There, you know, deer has their own track system now that seems to be you know performing pretty well. So we are definitely here in my part of the country. Uh, track machines are very prevalent. Yeah, yeah, track machines are. You seen that on like carts and stuff too, where guys are switching yep. to that. Yep. Actually, I was in. Uh, I sent Paige some pictures here several weeks ago. I was up in Arkansas, and they were cutting rice. Yeah. And of course, their their uh, carts up there are on tracks. Yeah, they're not as it's they're not as prevalent as pneumatic tire carts because I mean there is a lot of expense that goes into a set of tracks for. Or a grain guard. So they're um, the pneumatic tires are still the most prevalent on the on the cards. But yes, I do I do see track cards quite a bit. Yeah. Down in South Florida, I know we've had you know uh, Ian went through went through there, and 
And uh, have you had a chance to talk to anybody down there yet about about what kind of what their damage might look like and stuff? I, I haven't. I was talking with my coworker Jim at our corporate office earlier today, and there was uh, a customer down there in, in Immokalee, Florida, which is just southeast of Fort Myers. Okay. So you know, Fort Myers got hit really hard. Yeah. Um, Immokalee, I guess, would be due east of of the Naples area, which was out of the the storm area. But from what we can tell, everything that I seventy five quarter, mm-hmm. you know, from from Fort Myers all the way over up through, I guess it would be Lakeland up to Orlando. The mm-hmm. infrastructure has just been destroyed. So yeah. there's a uh, there's some some customers down there that's act that have actually put orders in for product, but we're not sure when we're going to be able to get it. to them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know it's just devastation down there is, is uh pretty widespread and, and very, very bad. So it's, it's a, it's a tough time for those folks down there, especially in that area where they don't, they don't get that kind of stuff that often. You Everyone thinks of Florida, everyone gets a hurricane, but that, that one little stretch between Fort Myers and, in Tampa. I mean, I think the last hurricane to hit Tampa was like 137 years ago or something like that. So it's, it's just not a, not an area that gets that, that kind of action loss. So thoughts and prayers, to those folks down there, man, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation for them for sure. Um, when you're looking at, when you're looking at some of the stuff here, let's talk a little bit about, I don't think we've talked about this enough and shame on me for not doing it. But let's talk a little bit about what you, on your used tire side. Cause I think that's a big part, a big thing that, that, that's out there right now. So talk a little bit about used tires and what you guys are doing with those. Well, we, we do a lot of trading between new, new machines and, and used mm-hmm. machines as well. Good used tires really don't stick around very long. Cases. They really I mean, don't. Yeah, they don't. We, we get a lot of calls about used inventory and we generally try not to take in anything used unless it's 60% or better on the trade. Sure. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that we don't have some inventory that may be less than that, but I don't know how much of a value it really would be to the customer unless they just need something round and black and holds air. Right. Um, right. I just don't yeah. think it, it would be really worth their time, but yep. used inventory is something everyone asks about. Again, you know, if it's something oddball that, you know, we have a, a customer wanting us to take in on trade. Hardly ever do we not make a trade offer. Mm-hmm. If it's something we, you know, a lot of times people will say, think, well, it sounds to me like you're lowballing me on my trades. Well, there's there's several things that we look at when it comes to taking in trades. We look at, you know, even if it comes off of a brand new machine, if it's a really oddball size, first, you know. It's probably not going to be that popular. We don't know how long it's going to sit there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't take a gamble on putting a lot of money into it. Uh, we actually value the used stuff off of what we can go buy that brand new from the manufacturer. Right. Yep. You know, a new wheel, a 50-inch wheel, uh, we'll, we'll look and see what we can buy that brand new, and then we discount it off of our cost. Sure. You know, a lot of people look at 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 the value of their their setup as a retail at a retail price. Sure. And and you know, you being in the equipment 
dealing with equipment, you don't you don't work off of retail. You work no. off of your cost. <clears throat> That's right. And, and and that creates a pretty good gap on what people mm-hmm. think that they should be getting for the product. But but no, we 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 take a we you know anything from applicators to implements to tractors, uh, even dirt machines. We do trading on pretty much anything out there. So if anyone's interested in anything used, they are more than welcome to reach out to us. Hey, they might get lucky. Right. Yep. Yeah, I know used tires are the first thing when I'm putting new tires on a on a uh, used machine. It's the first thing I ask about is, is used tires because it fits. It's a better fit, you know what I mean? And and that's costing too. I mean, not like tires are cheap anymore. I mean, they're you spend a lot of money to re to re especially like a full drive track or something like that. You could spend 30 to 50 grand pretty easy on just putting new tires on that thing. So looking at that, that used options, first thing I go to every time, but you got used. And if you got, I did it one time because I had, I, I had one tire and luckily I had the one tire and I bought, I bought seven other ones to make, to make it work. So luckily I've had it, I had it all come together like it should, but it's a, it is a, a definitely a, good way to 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 limit your reconditioning costs when you're looking at your at your machine when it comes back in for sure for and sure. a lot of people will tell you you know you can have a fairly you know not necessarily super clean tractor you know it could be on a on a scale from one to ten it could be a six or seven but mm-hmm. you put some decent looking rubber on it it definitely makes it more attractive oh yeah it stands out those tires you have bald tires on a shiny brand new tractor it looks beautiful and you put a set of really nasty tires on it. It's just the most dismal thing on the planet. But you take the ugly tractor and you put a nice set of tires on it and you'll have people kicking your door down because they think it looks, you know, it looks so much better. So it's definitely a, uh, a cool thing to understand what tire looks like and how to, how to understand what a tire is and where it's at in the, uh, in the life cycle of that tire for sure. Exactly. For sure. All right, so we're coming up here October, right around knocking on the door here. We're we're recording this podcast the very last day of September. So as you're looking at going through this last quarter of the year, what are some of the things you're looking at and, and what are some of the stuff that, that people uh, out there should understand about Axon Tire right now? Well, depending on what kind of year all the growers had, you know, a lot of them are going to have really good years. And, you know, before they want to give a lot of that money to Uncle Sam, they want to spend a little money. Sure. Giving it away. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those who who are having trouble getting machines in, yep. you know, have made, have, may have machines ordered, but there's still no, no delivery dates on any of it. And they have machines that they're putting more hours on because they're having to run that their current machine longer, you know, if they're needing to spend some, some money this tax season, just keep in mind, if you're not brand picky, we are looking really good on inventory on, on tires. So if you need to spend a little money to get that machine spruced up, uh, for whenever it's time to trade it in, maybe, maybe their, their sales got to give them a few more dollars for it since it's got new rubber on it. But, uh, yeah, we could definitely help them with some of that tax money. And, yeah. uh, you know, here here in my part of the world, all we really have left as far as harvest is is cotton. And uh, from what I understand, 
Cotton is actually taking a little bit of a dive on prices right now. So yeah, it has. Um, but no, it's 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 been a very interesting year. You know, uh, these guys that book their book their cotton. Uh, what may be left of some beans out there to be picked? Yeah, you know, I know prices are still good on beans, so there's still an opportunity to make you know to wrap the year up making a pretty good dollar, but. No, if any of these guys that are watching need to spend some money, we'll definitely take it. Yep. Same here. Stop on by. I'll, I'll take your money too. So there's, you <laughs> know, there's, there's plenty of activity out there. And, and, you know, like you said, it's a, uh, I think there's a lot of folks that are waiting to see what happens through the end of harvest because had a lot of guys that, you know, they weren't expecting much anyway, and it's better than what they thought, but it's still not, you know, amazing by any means. But, you know, what you see for prices right now are, are kind of reflective of that. Quarterly stocks report came out today. I need to go back and check that out and see what that looked like. But um, there, there's going to be some some fireworks here, especially when you go you know, next month when they look at actual kind of like what the actual final yield is going to look like and what that guesstimate looks like. So now you're going to start looking at into 21 carry out and then what, what we got coming back in and it'll be it'll be a couple pretty volatile months here in price. So right. There. And it's had a good time too, when you're looking at guys looking at marketing, the, what they've got here. So that's right. A lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff. Well, John, you got anything else you want to throw out there before we flip it over to page? No, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Just want to let everyone know if there's uh, something you guys need help with, need to rubber up a machine to make it last a little bit longer or, maybe think about doing some trading, you can reach out to me at 515-204-7170 or at john.kennedy at axontire.com. Right on. All right, Paige, it's my favorite part. It's my favorite part of the, of the podcast when you come on. How things how things looking and, and, and what, do we, what do we got this month? Well, this month for the giveaway, Casey, we're going to do something that was a big hit at the Moving Iron Summit just a few weeks ago. Um, we were giving away some Axon deerskin gloves. Nice. Um, I know. And I think I think the guys really liked them who were all yeah. there. We tried to give away as many as we could, but um, they kind of cleaned us out. I mean, they took all our gloves, so we had to order yeah. some more. Right but on. We got, we got more in stock, so we're giving away some Axon deerskin gloves. Right on. How do they get those gloves, Paige? Um, if you just email your first name, last name, and then the address that you want it sent to, to marketing at axontire.com, we will go ahead and get you some deerskin gloves sent your way. All right. Did you shoot that deer that they're made out of? <laughs> I wish I could say I did, but I didn't. <laughs> right on. Right on. Right on. Well, guys, I appreciate all that you do for me here at the Moving Iron Podcast, and I look forward to talking to you again next month. Thanks, Casey. Casey. One more thing I want to do. I want yeah. to give you a little plug, man. And, and okay. thank you for such a, uh, another good summit this year. And for all you guys that are out there watching the podcast, if you've not put any thought into doing Casey Summit up in Nashville, guys, y'all have got to come out to that phenomenal, phenomenal event in a phenomenal town. You know, when you have some downtime, there's plenty of enter entertainment there. Yep. Uh, yeah, just if, if you get a chance, uh, here we already have some dates set for 2023, Casey. Yes, we do. September 11th through the 13th. Yeah, man. We're, you know, it's a, it's still another year away and we're already pumped up about doing it. So for all you guys who've never been out to Casey's event, man, y'all y'all try to make it out for that. And one special thing that Axon is doing here, if you guys use Axon at uh, when you guys sign up, you get a $50 discount. 
So that's only for the first 150 people. So don't be 151 because you're going to miss out on all the action. But if you're 150, you're in. So check that out. I appreciate you guys doing that. That's right. No, that's uh, that's right. So I appreciate everything you guys are doing for me. I, I thanks, thank you, and and uh, look forward to working with you guys on into 23. Look forward to it, man. Oh, good deal. Well, Paige, folks want to reach out to Axon just in general. What's the best way to do that? Um, it's probably going to be Axon or sales at axontire.com. Right on. That'll get you in touch with the correct sales advisor. So right on. Good deal. And those guys, I'll tell you what, there's a there's a world of knowledge right there. So if you have any kind of a tire question or ballasting question or anything like that, that's going to help perform your performance of your tractor when it comes to doing that stuff. Make sure you reach out to them because those guys have they've got people. Like John says, he knows a guy and he can get you, he can get you to the right guy for sure. And they'll get you, they'll get you figured out. So check that out and uh, they'll get you taken care of. So guys, thank you very much. Thanks, Casey. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure to check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at movingironllc.com. Or you can go to, not .com, just movingironllc. Then you can go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. You can go to the ever so famously named Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel to get the video version of this. And you can go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Paige and John. Let's move some iron, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century.